The Energy Matters to You podcast is a communication platform that features technologies and thought leaders working to advance energy efficiency. Energy Matters to You seeks to connect buyers with sellers so that practical, cost-effective energy efficiency and sustainable energy solutions continue to gain market traction. And now your hosts, Ron Galuli and Leo Ryan. Welcome to Energy Matters to you, Leo Ryan here, along with my colleague, Ron Galuli. Ron, how's it going? Hey, good afternoon, Leo. It's great to see you. Great to see you. It's all about electrification on Energy Matters to you. We're talking a lot about that. One of the things I hear an awful lot about is, is like heavy equipment, big equipment, you know, trucks and Zambonis. Zambonis, right? right. We're talking to Zamboni next week. Who would have thought, you know, displacing propane Zambonis with electric, and that's part of the utilities program. It's crazy. Interesting. You got a solution? You got something in mind? Well, I, you know, I just wanted to mention the electrification budgets over the next several years are going to outpace the energy efficiency budget. And they bro- broke those electrification budgets into two components. They call it electrification electric, that's displacing propane and oil, and electrification gas, which displaces gas. Took me a few minutes to get my head around that, but that's how the budgets are broken up. Yeah, and people wrapping around their heads around this. It's, it's complicated. and It's outside the, the, the history and experience of a lot of people. Exactly. But right at the core of this is, is batteries, in particular lithium-ion batteries and how to maximize and optimize the use of those batteries. And we've got a really interesting uh, company with us and a couple of smart folks, uh, Sparkion. And we've got to Ben Schneider and Cole Rawson from Sparkion. Ben, welcome to, the, to Energy Matters to you. Thank you, Leo. Thank you, Ron, for having us. So why don't we just kick it off or just give a little background on, on yourself and allow Cole to do the same and give us a, you know, the 10,000 view of Sparky on what your, uh, the problem you're, you're looking to solve and, uh, and how you go on the market. Yeah, absolutely. Again, thank you for having us. Uh, quick background on me. I came from uh, the software space working with utilities directly. So that's kind of my focus. Uh, Cole will talk a little bit about his work with electric vehicles in the car space and uh, kind of that beautiful marriage that we found with Sparkion as we focus to support electric vehicle charging, especially level three charging that we've seen in the businesses and municipalities that are putting this in, helping them integrate solar, participate in demand response, have uh, excess energy on site and resiliency plays. But we'll we'll get all into that. I'll, I'll toss it over to Cole first. Yeah, cool. Thanks a lot, Ben. And thanks for having us, uh, Leo and Ron. Um, yeah, I've got more of an automotive heavy background. I think overall Sparkion, the, the premise of how we've organized our hiring strategy is really focused on the utility space, the automotive space, and the electrification space. Um, and then there's also a power electronics component to that. And if you put all four of those things together, it's a really nice marriage of how we launch battery storage on the grid and can integrate all of the, the key value drivers of that. So my background is about a decade in the auto space. It's really a heavy focus in the last few years on, on EV electrification. And Sparkion itself, you mentioned those four key areas, but uh, what you know, I, I want to know, uh, let's talk about specifically about what Sparkion is. What, what, what is the value that you're bringing to the marketplace? Key value to the marketplace with Sparkion is, is basically understanding that we've got all these distributed energy resources on the grid, specifically EV charging, that creates a ton of volatility in energy loads and kilowatt loads. And unpredictable volatility or any volatility is one of the worst things that a utility company could look for, a customer would see with energy rates, um, resiliency to the grid. And the premise of Sparkion is leveraging battery energy storage and intelligent energy management to flatten the load profile on what is usually a very volatile load profile and curve. 
And, you know, Cole, we've got a wonderful example, and, and it's 20, 30 years old and quite mature, is demand response is a way of shaving, shaving those grids in the, uh, in, in the power demand area by having certain resources reduce or, or, or come off the grid. Is, is that analogy appropriate? That now, uh, it definitely is appropriate, but imagine you can curtail with a demand response uh, command, you can curtail the load on your site, but not actually have to reduce it because you can backfill it with available battery energy storage that you have. So sites that traditionally have excess solar or those sites like EV charging sites on corridors that can't necessarily curtail a load because it's, it's imperative for their business to maintain that load, they can still participate in demand response on the grid to really help grid resiliency without actually reducing their load because they've got battery storage. So talk to us a little bit about um, some of the uh, some of the early pilots and, uh, and, and success cases that you have. Uh, where are you seeing there's a readiness in the marketplace to take on Spark Young's technology? That's a, a great question. And, and you know, I was just joking with you guys. I've, I've, I've just gotten back from, from overseas where we see a much higher penetration of electric vehicles. Um, we see a much more of a comfort with investment in sustainables uh, in general. And this is not an uncommon theme, right? This is the case for, for many years now. So right now with Sparkion, we've seen a lot of growth overseas, uh, Scandinavia particularly. Uh, we're growing quite rapidly in the United Kingdom. We're, we're starting to grow in Germany and France. I think as we see the United States, the market has just started here as of January 1st. And this is purely based on the Inflation Reduction Act, right? This is a 30% reduction on independent stationary storage, not just co-located with solar. So all of a sudden, this 30% decrease has made the economies of scale actually work with storage, right? You're very locked into lithium commodity prices with storage. And, you know, without significant incentives to support it, it's sometimes hard to make the pencil, uh, the economics uh, pencil out. Yeah, that's so true. And we've seen that with with all the clean energy resources coming on the grid and energy efficiency programs always gain traction in those parts where energy prices are highest or, or incentives are trying to drive the market in, in that place. Let's talk about the, uh, the integration of, uh, of, of those resources like, like solar resources and how Sparkion plays in, in that marketplace as well. Ben, can you bring us up to speed on, on the integration of solar and Sparkion's technology? Absolutely. And I think at the core of it, right, is the technology that we want to bring to market and that we're, we're seeing with a lot of these, this, these work that we're doing this year is really a set it and forget it model where we can have that data from the customer. We understand the solar, we understand the electric vehicle charging patterns, propensity for new vehicles in the territory and how your utility is charging you and your use of energy as a business otherwise. And then really automating all of that so that you don't have to kind of come back and check this and make any big changes that the, the algorithm behavior and it's getting smarter every day. Um, one point that I did want to touch on that, that Cole had mentioned for the Inflation Reduction Act, for those at home listening who might not be as familiar with it, that as of January 1st, there was a 30% incentive tax credit on battery storage, uh, as well as accelerated depreciation, um, as well as an additional benefit if it's in what would be called a coal town, which is the mansion clause from West Virginia, um, where if you're putting in battery storage or coal, so what we saw that used to be, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars is now half that. And it's really interesting because a lot of the people we speak to, whether it be car dealerships or fleets or whatever have you, it's the same thing they did with solar a long time ago, where they looked at it, they got an appraisal for it, and it was just too expensive. The ROI wasn't there. And now, you know, with the essentially 50% reduction, 
it does make sense. And in a lot of instances with energy volatility going up and all these other things, there's a lot of coincidental benefit as well. So um, a roundabout way to say that this is like an e-mobility hub, right? It's going to take all the different DERs you have, make them work, make them understand how the battery can feed them or charge from them, whether it be solar or the grid itself, and then just really you know, optimize the site in a way where you don't have to be an electrical engineer. You don't have to be a battery chemist. Anyone could get the benefit of this. And, you know, Ben, as you're talking about that, I think about, uh, Ron, some of the different uh, the areas of value stack that we've seen with these technologies of finding ways of, uh, of shaving different costs associated with that whole, that whole energy play. Ron, do you have anything to add on that? Well, it, it comes into mind as uh, I was with some manufacturing customers in Rhode Island last week, and obviously the rates this past winter really affected them from a cost perspective in operating their facilities, they're looking for ways to save, but you know, they're focused on manufacturing. They're getting the product out the door. A lot of them didn't even understand they were on a ratchet demand charge. There were a few that were being affected by power factor. So the rates are somewhat complicated. It's not something they focus on every day. So there needs to be a service that ties everything together and they can just automate their facilities to do the proper arbitrage to save money. Now, now Cole, I, I, I can't imagine, is Sparkion uh, finding itself in a manufacturing setting or are, are, are there, there different uh, verticals that uh, Sparkion's serving? Yeah, the, the manufacturing setting is hard. We've had a, a few discussions with manufacturers. Um, it's looking like we're actually going to be going live with one of them in Massachusetts in a few months. And, and the only reason that that pencils out for them is the value stacking that you you mentioned just a couple minutes ago. And, you know, this manufacturer, they've got from, I think it's like 8 a.m. in the morning until something like 6 p.m. at night, they use exactly like 150 kilowatts, right? So there's nothing, nothing you can do from a peak shaving standpoint or even changing their load. They're integrating solar though onto their site. So all of a sudden for four hours a day, they're seeing that 150 kilowatts that they pull from the grid is going to decrease significantly when the solar is really kicking in. And then they're also adding battery storage. And what we're able to do with the storage is take excess solar at that point and then start pulling late at night and, and actually reduce their demand in between the times when the solar is not actually generating and reducing their load. But more importantly to that on the value stack is the demand response. And imagine that this client is now going to pay back for their battery plus their solar in just a matter of, I think it's 3.8, 4.2 years was the number specifically by integrating with ISO New England and the demand response. They're making, I can't say specifically, but $90,000, $120,000 a year. I mean, yeah. huge amounts of money. And this is a, a huge, huge value driver. So let me tell you, you know, it, the uh, that value stack, that integration of the of the technologies, it, it's complicated, right? And if you're producing widgets, you may not have somebody on staff who's willing to kind of go through that exercise of understanding the integration of technology and the finances behind that. So in that example there, Cole, who is it that you're talking to, and how is it that you got their attention to get this them this far in the discussion? Yeah, this is this has been a that's a, a great question, and it's taken us a long time to figure out the answer to that. And it's, it's really driven by the EPCs and the ESCOs. If we think about the CNI market, one of the hardest challenges here is it's such a, a fragmented market, right? You've got thousands and thousands and thousands of, of CNI customers. Whereas if you're talking front of the meter utilities, there's only so many. So the way in for all of this is through these EPCs, these solar installers, those who are installing EV charging and really getting them up to speed on understanding the value that's driven with a battery on site and how that battery can be leveraged. 
all of a sudden, again, by value stacking, by, by adding a battery, you unlock the ability to value stack. Yeah. Without the battery, that doesn't really exist quite as much. That's great. That's great. So let's go right at that because I think that's that's really interesting. That EPC, the aggregators, we've got folks out there now with decades of experience right at the meter, creating that 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 presentation, that business case. Then you're changing behavior on the operation sides of campuses, hospitals, universities, manufacturers. They change behavior and they introduce an efficiency. And in some cases, well, in most cases, they uh, a reduced operating cost or a new stream of income. So uh, what I'm curious to know is how the relationships are going for Sparkion with those EPCs and those aggregators. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say it's it's been about a six or seven month education process. Because to your point, all of a sudden you've got, you know, a, a huge amount of installers and EPCs that are used to, to executing projects, infrastructure projects. Now they're doing it with a business case associated with showing an ROI on those projects directly, or even a new revenue stream directly. So there's, there's, it's multifaceted, right? Number one, you're having to analyze the customer's utility bills and rates to understand potential cost impacts, right? Demand charges or how much energy they might use. And then on the, the credit side, if we say credits and debits, it's essentially how much they're now being able to reduce that and where their PL ends from a net profitable or net negative standpoint. And then value stacking all of this stuff together to understand what that bottom line really looks like. So you're asking guys who, who you know, you're getting into accounting at this point, right? Yeah. This is a math game. That's all it is. Well, that's um, when you, you think about now we have C-suite sustainability professionals who have a CO2 target, right? Net zero plans. And these people better understand the finances behind that because that has, that's, that's how the um, corporate decisions are made. You know, what, what's the ROI on this? Not, not just the carbon solution. Well, Ron and I recently had a conversation with, uh, with another provider in this space, hardcore engineers changing out mechanical systems. And it was interesting to ha have them walk through that. And that one of the statements they made is the, the solutions are there, right? The, the solutions are there. And then, totally. We, we just need, and I've been saying this for decades, we just need better sales folks. Sales folks yeah. can, say, can package this all together and, and speak to the concerns that that institution, that, that facility has. Yeah, and I, I, would, I would just kind of conclude with one thought because I know we wanted to shift to another topic, but it's, it's the key to all of this is successful integration. So, you know, being installing a battery is really not that difficult. You know, there's a permitting process, there might be an interconnection process with solar, but it's the integration with the inverter, with the meters, if there's solar on site, if there's EV charging on site, the open ADR demand response, how is everything talking together and being cohesive with what it does? And this is the challenge. And if you don't have experience doing that, this is where everything sort of fall, falls apart. And if one of those things is out of sync, your entire business case falls apart. Yeah. And that's where we've learned to really shine. Right, good for you. Um, so, so Ben, why don't you talk to us a little bit about the, the segments that Sparkion can serve, position to serve, ready to serve, already serving. Get, catch us up on that. Absolutely. I mean, so the nice thing is, right, given that battery storage has really, is starting right in its nascent phase and is really starting to find its, its, its speed in the United States and overseas for sure, is that there's a lot of folks who come to us with use cases that we might not even have been thinking of. So I'll kind of start with the ones that we focus on and then some of the ones that have come in that are more ad hoc, but are, are really interesting because at the end of the day, there's you know a myriad of different use cases for batteries and they're not all the ones that we would necessarily be thinking of off the bat. Like Cole had spoken about before for the, the manufacturing plant that just wants to uh, you know avoid using solar when they can. So we're right now looking at fleets 
both municipal and public or pub- public and private fleets, excuse me. So on top of looking at fleets, which give a really great demand response opportunity, given the configurability, because you know exactly when the buses are going out, you go exactly when, you know, the MTA, you know, system is going to run and when the buses are and all that charging site. Those are great. Those are really interesting uses for batteries. A lot of those have storage uh, components that pair really well with the solar that's already on site. That would benefit from there. We've had some conversations with some uh, MTAs on both coasts, actually, um, and some port authorities that are going electric. Car dealerships is a really interesting one. Car dealerships are going to be the focal point of how these electric vehicles get out into the market and they have to charge these vehicles. So not a lot of folks know, but as electric vehicles come from dealership to dealership or from you know, the parent company out from the OEM to the dealership itself, they're not fully charged because it, it creates a liability issue. And so at that point, when these EVs show up in troves at these dealerships, they need to charge them. In addition to that, they have you know people coming in for fixes on their EVs. Those obviously need to get charged as well. Um, and so, you know, dealerships, a lot of them have solar, or they've been thinking about solar, and that obviously pairs well and is a really interesting use case. And then last but not least, we've seen a lot of folks, especially like, you know, areas in Massachusetts, where they're putting in solar, and they have to have a battery component. So that could be anything from, uh, you know, a bank to a strip mall to, uh, you know, you name it, you could think of any business you've ever driven by, um, you know, 7-Eleven, and, you know, there's this need for it, because they're wanting to add solar. And the, you know, the state is saying we have interconnection issues, which most utilities in the Northeast do, and we don't want to have to take all of that energy back off. So we need you to have some, you know, storage component to be able to, to siphon that energy. And then, you know, just to touch lastly on Cole's point is regardless of the use case, whether you're a manufacturer, whether you're a fleet, whether you're uh, a charging port or corridor charging, you need something that's bespoke to you, right? You need something that's taking into account how you use energy, your utility rate, your needs, your costs, all these different things. And what's really great is a lot of our competitors that we've seen, a lot of other folks in industry charge upwards of $10,000 for these kind of consultancies, these fees that go into it. Um, Sparkion, that's something that's all all a car. It's uh, all included, I should say. So it's not all a car. You get that benefit. You have you know a team of engineers behind you who can help with single line diagrams, folks who can really... You know, some folks come to us and they know everything. Some folks come to us and they know nothing. And so the ability to kind of meet you where you are and help you integrate with whatever you have on site or whatever you're thinking about is really kind of the differentiator that I think, because at the end of the day, the world needs more of this, whether it's Sparky on, whether it's somebody else. And so for me, it's more a matter of making the right decision and less, you know, being nitpicky about who it is you're working with. I think our benefit of being agnostic and partner, you know, friendly and having this open kind of uh, integration, both with partners and, and the customers allows us to be a really nice choice because we play nice with everybody, right? You can bring your own battery, you can have your own hardware, your own chargers, your own solar, whatever you want, or we can recommend one of the ESCOs that we work with, right? So it's 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 the idea of just kind of treating this, treating everyone like a human. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, Ben, you make the point about people can come in and, uh, you know, maybe they have all, all the answers or they, they lean on your team, but the only people that have all the answers are listeners to Energy Matters 2 podcast. The rest of the audience needs to be educated. <laughs> All, exactly. all the reason to listen to the, all the reason to listen to this show. Yeah. You know, hey, I'll be listening to the Zamboni episode next week. You can believe that. Be, all right. Got to be deep into it. So, so, uh, God, Ben, you just tracked through a whole bunch of, uh, of, of um, you know, industries and, and, and partners and uh, places where uh, where change needs to take place and clearly is taking place. Some sometimes quickly, maybe in the in the European case, as Cole pointed out earlier, slower in other parts of our, our own country. So talk about the, the call to action. Um, who's, a, who's a good contact for Sparkion? Where are they in their evaluation? How, do, how does um, the, the integration of this information come into a community or a business? 
Yeah, and a- anyone at the end of the day that's installing level three chargers, so DC fast chargers, it's going to create load volatility and you're a candidate that you really should be considering battery storage. It's going to significantly impact your, your cost structure otherwise. Anyone with solar, you're crazy not to put some kind of storage on site, right? You're, you're, you're essentially wasting energy if that's the case. So, you know, I think this industry, it's going to continue to grow. We're learning and learning. You know, you can visit sparkyon.io. You can reach out to Ben or I on LinkedIn. You know, you can visit the, the podcast site and, and uh, they'll throw one of our emails on there. But we're super happy to continue to have conversations with anyone. And there's so many segments as, as the market needs to grow of use cases out there. Hey, Ron, you think we are at an important point with batteries in the U.S.? Absolutely. With the, the uh, money or credits from the IRA, the um, funding for demand response through the utilities, the market mechanisms for the ISO New England, I think we're at a tipping point where customers are going to be looking at batteries because it really is a Swiss, Swiss army knife of uh, the grid. Cole Ross and Ben Schneider, Sparkion, so great to have you here. We could have talked all day. So thanks for taking time to be on Energy Matters to you. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you having us. Thank you. you. We'll have to have you back on. There's a lot to talk about. So on behalf of Leo Ryan, Ron Gooley, Energy Matters to you. There's work to be done. Go make a difference. Thanks all. Support for Energy Matters to you comes from Rise Engineering, Raytheon, Mechanical Insulation Solutions Network, AHA Consulting Engineers, GDS Associates, FMC Technologies Incorporated, Acela Energy Group, Lidos, Conservation Solutions Corporation, Sane Engineering Associates Incorporated, and B2Q Associates. For more from Energy Matters to You, visit aeenewengland.org slash podcasts. For more information from the Association of Energy Engineers, New England Chapter, visit aeenewengland.org.